0: Listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire. I'm Fallon Smith, riding solo on this one. James Jones is sick. He's powering through shows right now at the NFL Network, but I thought I would be kind and give him a break this week. So he will be back next week, folks. To our loyal listeners, listen up right now. I have a couple things to run by you guys. We want your input. James and I are thinking of launching a signature segment starting in February, so in a couple weeks, and we want to get you guys involved. We have a few ideas. Now, one idea that we had is doing a who's right segment where we will debate something or debate a topic. And then we take that segment from the podcast and we put it on Twitter and we take a poll to see who you guys think is right. And we will keep score every week. So this will be kind of like a little competition between me and James. So I think that would be kind of fun. I want to know what you guys think about that. Or we can do a keeping it 300 with the fans type of segment where we answer a couple questions every week and post that segment on our social media platforms as well. So let us know which idea you like or give us an idea. So that's one of the things I wanted to run by you guys. Also, people are used to seeing James and I on TV, right? Totally get it. So this audio platform is a little new to us. And we get a lot of people asking if we're ever going to do a video podcast. Well, we are working on getting that launched. It will be a simulcast, so you guys can either listen to us on the way from work on iTunes, Spotify, or Art19, like you usually do. Or you can watch us on YouTube. So we are working on that. And we also just want to know what you guys think about this. You can tweet us. I'm at Fallon Smith TV. James is at 89 Jones NTAF. You can also send me a DM on Instagram. Fallon Smith 3 is my username. Or you can email me at Fallon Smith 3 at gmail.com. All right. So I'm taping this on a Thursday. And I want to talk about something because I went to bed last night like, good Lord. This was after I watched the Warriors and Pelicans game. Now, although we already know Steph Curry is just on another planet and we shouldn't be surprised by what he does anymore, we are still surprised by what he does. Our jaws are still dropping to the floor. I mean, the threes that he takes are considered terrible shots for anybody else but Steph Curry. It's crazy. And I feel like a broken record because we say this every year, right? But he continues to amaze us. And speaking of broken records, oh my goodness. I can't even believe this is real life. The Dubs and the Pelicans combined for 41 total made three-pointers. That's an NBA record for most threes made in a single game. And I thought that was crazy, right? But this? Oh man, this is just absolutely insane. The Nets and the Rockets. Broke the NBA record for total three-pointers attempted. You know how many? Some of you may. But you know how many, folks? 106. Yes, 106 three-point attempts. 106? I mean, goodness gracious, are you kidding me? 106. And 70 of those 106 attempts... Came from the Rockets alone. Yes, they chucked it 70 times from beyond the arc. They took twice as many three-pointers than they did two-point field goals. Now, Clint is out of the lineup. That has a lot to do with it. But that is just insane. Insane. Now, I was trying to sleep last night, and my husband, who's a coach, was in the living room, and he yelled my name. And I was so annoyed. I was like, what? I'm trying to sleep. Come on. And he yelled, did you know the Rockets and the Nets took 106 three-point shots? And I was like, what? Say what? That woke me up real quick. I'm not even going to lie. We were just dumbfounded. Now, we all know this game has changed. We are in a different era of NBA basketball. I get it. A lot of it has to do with the Warriors and Steph Curry changing the game. Or as some people say, ruining the game. But the bottom line is, if you can't shoot the three ball, you ain't playing in the NBA. You got to be able to shoot the three ball. Now I can talk about this ad nauseum about how the center position is dang near extinct. Yada, yada, yada. But I won't do that to y'all, okay? But I do want to stick with the Warriors. So DeMarcus Cousins will make his Warriors debut tomorrow or Friday night in LA against the Clippers. And after last night's game, Draymond Green was asked, what is about to change? And he said, all hell about to break loose. It's going to be fun. And everybody on Twitter, specifically Warriors fans, were all pumped. Like, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We're about to dominate. It's over. Hand us the championship right now. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to keep it 300. That irked the crap out of me. I get what Draymond was trying to do. He ha- what else is he going to say? I mean, I guess he could have been like, oh no, we'll see. But Draymond is Draymond. He's going to give the NBA bulletin board material. I know he thinks it's probably all in fun. And you want him to kind of hype up the Warriors, right? If you're a fan, you love it. You love it. But I'm just not about it. And I'm going to tell you why. I say not so fast. Pump the brakes. Yeah, you're going to have five all-stars on the floor at the same time. Great. But you don't know how this is going to work. Right now, The Warriors have finally found their rhythm. They've won six straight after that heartbreaking overtime loss to the Rockets. So, will Boogie mess up that rhythm? How long will it take for him to gel with the guys in a live game? It may be all gravy and great at practice, but it's different in a live game. He's missed so much time. I'm not saying it won't work because I believe it actually will work. It's just going to take a little time for him to find his role within this offense And I think there's going to be growing pains. Just like when KD first got to the Warriors, it took some time to gel to figure out where he fit into this already lethal offense. I remember people hitting the panic button early. And then obviously they figured it out and ended up winning the championship, right? And that's what I'm assuming will happen eventually this year. Boogie will have some growing pains. So will the team with him added in the lineup. But they will eventually figure it out. I'm just saying they're not going to figure it out right now. All HAL ain't about to break loose right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, in the way that they want it, you know? Draymond obviously meant all hell's going to break loose because they're going to basically really ruin the NBA, right? But I believe in Steve Kerr and the coaching staff, and I know they have a plan, and I'm very intrigued to see what Boogie's role is going to be on this team. Because the Warriors haven't had a center like Boogie since I can remember. I mean, this dude is a true stretch five. You're going to have to account for him along the perimeter. You got it. When Zaza and JaVale would get open looks, you took your chances as a defense because they weren't great three-point shooters. But that ain't the case for Boogie. He's going to cash in from downtown, especially if you leave him wide open. And of course, he can also post up and do work on the block. So yes, if healthy... He's a problem, especially with the other four all-stars on the floor. They just got to find a way to make it work. But how will this work? There's only one ball to go around. Will he mess up the rhythm? Will the guys do too much, like force it to a fault to get him involved? I don't know. Look, I'm not trying to be that irrational fan that thinks everything is going to be so easy when Boogie is back. Like it's going to be a walk in the park. I am just thinking rationally. Okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. I am excited to see Boogie back on the floor. It's been a grueling year for him since he ruptured his Achilles last January. I'm a huge, huge Boogie fan. I just hope he's turned over a new leaf and can control his antics. And I think with the Warriors, especially this team in particular, and with this group of guys, I think we will see a new Boogie. A guy who plays with joy, who keeps his anger and his technical fouls (laughs) under control, I really think this group of guys can help with that and will help with that, just like they did with JaVale McGee and Nick Young. How's the New Year treating you so far? Well, like the rest of us, you probably made a New Year's resolution if you're planning to, you know, eat better maybe, exercise more, be more patient, not cuss as much. That's something I'm working on, y'all, my bad. Well, it all starts with a good night's rest, regardless of what your New Year's resolution is. So you should go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special, and enter the promo code COZY. That is C O Z Y, yes, cozy. And you'll get two premium My Pillows and two Go Anywhere pillows. It's amazing what a difference a great pillow makes. Seriously, you can ask my husband if I don't have my pillow, I wake up with a strained neck or I'm tossing and turning all night long. And then I'm a grouch the rest of the way. You don't wanna be a grouch, okay? You don't wanna wake up on the wrong side of the bed because you didn't use the right pillow. So go to MyPillow.com right now and click on their four pack. Shipping is absolutely free, guys. Yes, F-R-E-E, free, nada, zippo, zilch. And don't forget about their 60-day money back guarantee. There is nothing better than a good night's sleep. Nothing better at all. Go to MyPillow.com. Again, click on the four pack special and use my code cozy to get two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. And remember, my promo code can be used for any offer on mypillow.com. Again, that's promo code cozy, c o z y. Now, I also love to use my pillow when I'm watching my favorite TV shows. Yes, And there's a great new series coming out, and I think you guys are going to love it. You've heard plenty of stories about drug cartels. They're all over the news. But the crime ring you've probably never heard of is one of the most dangerous in the world. They are the Mennonite mob. You heard it right. Mennonites. 99% of them are kind God-fearing people, but there's one group that has smuggled millions of dollars of narcotics from Mexico to Canada. And Wednesday, starting January 23rd at 10, 9 central, WGN America presents the new TV series, Pure, based on the true events of the Mennonite mob. The show is about Noah Funk, the newly elected Mennonite pastor who is determined to rid his community of the drug cartel, but... He finds himself way in over his head and the good pastor along with his wife will do some very bad things all in the name of protecting their family. Think of Pure as Breaking Bad meets Witness meets Narcos and I love all three of those shows so I'm pretty pumped about this. Again, the new TV series is called Pure and you can watch it on Wednesdays starting January 23rd at 10, 9 central only on WGN America. WGN America is available on DirecTV, channel 307, Dish, channel 239, or check your local cable listings for the channel in your area. I cannot wait for that show. Me and my husband are hooked on narcos, and apparently this is on a whole nother level, so I bet you we're going to love it. But let me tell y'all what I don't love. Mm Mm-hmm. What I don't love. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you know this Cali girl is not about that cold life or that snow life. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <sighs> well, I was snowed in last week. We got about a foot and a half of snow. It was a winter wonderland here. We call it snowpocalypse because it was freaking ridiculous. It was the third most snow that Columbia, Missouri has gone in the history of Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. And all my Cali friends are like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's so beautiful to look at when you're chilling in California in the 70s, right? Man, get out of here. You ain't here. You don't know what I got to go through? (laughs) What I had to go through? If we have listeners uh, in Wisconsin, they're probably like, girl, shut up. Because I know people listen for James. (laughs) Like, you are dramatic. But listen, okay? It ain't beautiful, When people don't know how to drive, or your car gets stuck in the snow, or you get run off the road and into a ditch, and uh, folks, that happened to me. Now I have a Land Rover, and my car even has a snow option, so I'm good to go, right? Good to go. My car is great in the snow. But it was the day after the huge night of snowfall. None of the roads were plowed yet. Well, some of them were plowed, not all. But, you know, the city was scrambling to get people out there to plow the roads, okay? I'm driving home. I'm almost home. And um, I'm on a street called Broadway, right? And this car decides and thinks it's a good idea, not sure why, to make an illegal U-turn in the middle of this freaking huge snowstorm. So this car makes an illegal U-turn, and then the car in front of me slams on its brakes and then starts to fishtail. So instead of me possibly slamming and T-boning him and possibly injuring a human being, I turned my wheel to my right and maybe too much and I ended up in a ditch. Yeah, big old ditch. Guess what happens? Those cars left, they left me. Yes, the car that made the illegal U-turn kept on driving. After the car that fishtailed corrected itself, Kept on driving. So here's the California girl in a ditch. (sighs) So I get out of my car to evaluate the damage (laughs) and I'm like, oh lord, yeah, I ain't getting out this. Luckily, my actual car, nothing was really wrong with it. I had like one scratch at the end of all this, but um it kind of nosedived into this ditch. So the front of it was in a couple feet of snow and the back of it was sticking up into the road a little bit, right? Thank the Lord that I had a shovel, hallelujah, and some salt in my car because I had bought them earlier in the day and never took them out of my car. So I get my shovel, started digging. About 20 minutes into digging, I'm like, golly, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get this car off the snow. Like, it was taking forever and I felt like I was doing no damage, right? I was getting nowhere. All of a sudden, some dude in a Jeep Wrangler comes by and says, do you need some help, ma'am? I said, I sure do. (laughs) <laughs> sure, sure do need some help. <laughs> yeah, so he gets out his shovel. I said, "You got anywhere to go?" He said, "All I got to do is watch the Chiefs game." So we got about three hours. <laughs> I said, "Okay." So we started digging, and we're digging for about I would say a half hour. Okay, I'm digging. I'm digging. I'm falling underneath my car. I'm on the struggle bus. I scratch up myself because there's like, you know, branches and all this debris in the snow. Because I don't know what the heck was in this dang ditch before the snow got on top of it. But I was on the struggle bus. Um, So we're about 45 minutes in. We're trying to get out the ditch. Still doesn't work. I moved like a centimeter. So keep on digging. Move again. Keep on digging. Finally, 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 somebody else stops. This big old burly country dude stops. He was like, do y'all need some help? (laughs) And we both are like, we sure do. (laughs) And then he jokes, well, I just spent an hour and a half digging myself out of a ditch. So I guess I can help y'all. So he gets out his shovel. So we're digging, digging, digging. And they're both trying to push me out. Didn't work. So the dude has to hook me to his Jeep Wrangler while this other big burly dude is pushing me out and turn your wheel this way, turn your wheel that way, da, 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 da. we're gonna do this, and so we're moving like a foot at a time, continue to dig, continue to dig, put salt, continue to dig, and man, I had this big old cut on my hand, I didn't even realize it until I, it starts burning, why does it start burning, yo, because of all the salt I put down on the ground, and now I'm in like pain, I'm bleeding, I have nothing to wipe it off of, so I'm just putting it on my freaking puff coat, like whatever, I'm just like, get me out of the ditch, Lord, and then at this point, there's like, 10 cars on the road trying to get through so we have one last effort and if this didn't work I would have to call a tow truck so I was not about to call no dang tow truck Mm -mm, no so I was like lord let this work and the wrangler pulls me out of the ditch man finally after an hour and 15 minutes I'm finally out of the ditch and into the road I I could have cried. Like, I was so happy because I was so miserable. I was feeling terrible, cold, frozen. Couldn't feel my hands. Um, And the worst part was this stupid car that was waiting on us for me to get pulled out drove by and was like, what's the point of having that expensive car if it can't drive in the snow? I was like, excuse you? Bruh, don't even get me started. I was just like, whatever. That's not what happened. It could drive in the snow. Dang it. Rude. All right. Anyway, so moving on. So I have an SUV, but my husband has a car and he's coming home from a road trip, right? And he doesn't call me to ask me if our street has been plowed. He just sees that the roads are finally clear after a few days, you know, so he drives home from the arena and I'm making dinner and I get a call and I'm like, what's up? He said, um, so can you come help me? I'm like, huh? I'm stuck at the corner of our block. I was like, hold up. What? What? This stubborn dude, like, first of all, I said I was going to pick you up. Second of all, why didn't you get a ride? Third of all, you saw that our street wasn't plowed and you still tried to drive to our house and drive through the snow. When you know darn well your little Mercedes ain't going through this snow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We spent an hour and a half digging him out. I was like, oh, man, I'm becoming a professional at this. Lord, an hour and a half digging him out. I was so mad. I was so mad because by the time we got his car out, the dinner I made was cold. Yeah, the dinner I made was cold. I was pissed. And now here's the thing. I was waiting for my husband to get home to help me shovel the driveway, right? But because we spent all that time digging him out, it ended up being so late that he just had to go to bed because he had to be up early in the morning. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'll shovel the driveway. I'll get a good workout and it's all good. I'll just do it the next day. It's cool. Mind you, my friends told me it took them about three hours or so to shovel their driveway and sidewalks. So I was like, okay, Lord, get me through this. Get me through this. So I'm shoveling, got my music going. I'm sweating. (laughs) It's about 10, 15 minutes in maybe. And the Lord answered my prayers. Oh yeah. The Lord answered my prayers. I see these three boys in a truck drive by and they say, ma'am, we'll plow your driveway and sidewalk for $30. I said, say no more, let's go, say no more. It was the best $30 I've ever spent, seriously. (laughs) Now here's the kicker. I sent my husband a video of the finished product and I was singing, I am the best wife in the world. I am the best wife in the world. I am the best wife in the world. (laughs) It was me singing that. It was pretty annoying, I know. I pretended I did it. Mm -hmm. But I was going to tell him as soon as he got home. I promise. I was going to tell him, right? Because I thought he was going to come home and say, oh, honey, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And then I would be like, "Uh, just kidding. I didn't do it. But what happens? He comes home and I'm like waiting for the thank you. Waiting for the thank you. Now, I think he did this on purpose because he knows I was fishing for a compliment. You know what I mean? Um, so he didn't say anything. Mm, okay, that's what we're going to do. Guess what? I am about to ever tell him the truth. I'm going to make sure he never finds out. Even though I'm doing this podcast, but I don't think he listens. Which is sad. It's not sad. So we shall see. Maybe one day I'll tell him. But nope. Not going to do it. He don't deserve it right now. I kind of feel bad, but I kind of don't. Should have said thank you. Should have said thank you. And then I would have told you. But it's all good. You can still keep thinking that I was the great wife who shoveled and sweated for hours so you can drive up to our house and into the garage. They finally plowed our streets, by the way. Thank God. So he was able to do that. But I was so salty. Jerk. Anyway. It's funny, though, because I lived in Wyoming for three years. Uh, When I first started in the business, that was my first on-air gig. So I should be used to this, but oh my goodness, Wyoming, much worse. It was negative 40 degrees with wind chill. When you breathe, your nostrils stuck together because of your snot freezing. I know that's really gross, but it happened. Uh, And also I had a two-wheel drive Ford Explorer because, hello, I'm from California. I don't need a four-wheel drive Ford Explorer, right? And I also would have 500 pounds worth of sandbags in the back of my Explorer, to help. But that best did not help. Uh uh-uh. I remember sledding down a hill into a flagpole. I remember getting stuck on the road and everybody yelling, put it in four wheel drive. And I would yell back, I don't have freaking four wheel drive. I'm not an idiot. Jesus. If I had four wheel drive, I would use it. I would get so mad. So I guess Missouri ain't that bad. I got to count my blessings, right? Got to count my blessings. Before I let y'all go, who's pumped for the conference title games this weekend? I'm pretty pumped. Who y'all got? Well, for me, I'm going to tell you who I want to win. (laughs) In the AFC, I know being a Raiders fan, you're supposed to hate both of these teams, both the Patriots and the Chiefs. Now, earlier this year, I think it was week six, the Chiefs lost to the Patriots in a shootout. I think they lost by three. I think the Chiefs are going to win in a shootout this time around. At least I hope they do. And no, Tom Brady, I don't think the Patriots suck. That's not why. One, I'm still not over the tuck rule game, and I never will be. So I'm a Patriot hater for life. Two, I really like Andy Reid. I do. I've always liked Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes has been so much fun to watch this year, and I want him to help Andy finally win it all. So I want them to win the AFC title game and the Super Bowl. Then in the NFC, it's Drew Brees and the Saints taking on Jared Goff and Sean McVay's Rams. And I'm torn here because I absolutely love Drew Brees. And Jared Goff is a Cal guy and Bay Area native. However, Goff is young. He'll have plenty of opportunities to win in the future. Brees, of course, is on the tail end of his career. His time is running out. So I'm going with the Saints. Yeah. I want them to win the NFC title game and then lose to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I know Raiders fans are going to absolutely crush me (laughs) because they never cheer for a division rival ever, ever, ever under any circumstances. But give me a break, y'all, okay? Give me a break. I really like Andy Reid. And I like to think of myself as a rational Raiders fan, if that's even possible. Is it possible? I'm going to say it is, okay? I'm a rational Raiders fan. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Keeping It 300. If you didn't, my bad. But James Jones will be back next week. Also, as I mentioned earlier, don't forget to tweet me or send me an email with your thoughts about the podcast going forward. My Twitter is at FallonSmithTV and my email is FallonSmith3 at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Keeping It 300 on iTunes, Spotify, or Art19. And if you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. Thanks, y'all. I'm out.